This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking.、Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and、uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David, and today we're going to have a look at something a little bit different. We're going to take a look at the current leader of FPL in the entire world. That is the person ranked number one after the first eight game weeks to see if there's any lessons we can learn about their team and、uh, about their strategy so far that we could perhaps implement in our teams. Now, normally at this stage of the season, we can't often see people top of the pile having done some really odd and wacky things or perhaps. Maybe、uh, deployed all of their chips in one fell swoop between the first four game weeks. It's not quite the same story with the current leader. There are, of course, a couple of those little bits and bobs thrown in there, but it makes for certain、uh, certainly makes for interesting viewing. So I thought I'd share that with you guys、uh, today. Before I go into that, just a quick reminder, of course, that you can still save up to thirty percent on those preseason prices for the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Still available, so make sure you take advantage of that going into game week nine. The international break is a perfect opportunity to delve into that for the first time when there's not. As much Premier League football on, it's a good way to fill the time and educate yourself about your team and the players that you do or don't have. Now, what about the players that our current leader does and does not have? Well, what we've got on the screen right now is the current team of the world number one, which is Seher from Greece, who has 611 points、uh, and got 76 of those in game week eight when he played his free hit. Now, what's really interesting about his free hit is that he actually only made about four changes on this, so this is actually. Very similar to his current team, so we got six points from Turner in goal, six for Udogi, one for Robertson. Of course, now、uh, it looks like to, he's going to be injured for a little while.、Uh, Cash two points, nine points for White, fifteen for Salah, sixteen for Sterling, twelve for Madison because he captained Madison.、Uh, Luis Diaz and Bruno Fernandez got two points each, five points for Watkins, and a bench of Ariola,、uh, Awanyehi, Ruben Diaz, and Julian Alvarez. So I did promise some odd-looking <laughs> decisions, but they're certainly paying off、uh, for Seher, who is of course、uh, leading the way. At the moment, he has already played his wild card, but that doesn't necessarily have to be、uh, in any sense、um, a mitigating factor.
to hear because lots of us have played our wild cards. Uh, and uh, what's really of note here, of course, is that um, that wild card involved him not going with Erling Haaland. So we'll come on to that uh, in a little bit. But first things first, let's have a look at the journey of Sahar's season so far uh, to really uh, get get a feel for what the season's been like for him. And uh, we'll go into the decisions uh, in a minute. So in game week one, uh, 82 points, which uh, um, we'll see in a minute, was from a team that did not look dissimilar from what I would describe as a sort of template team for those of us who are describing ourselves as the more engaged managers. That's someone who I would say listens to content or watches content and perhaps engages in uh, discussion either on Fantasy Football Scouts website or another form of uh, social media. So his team was very, very similar to that. Um, and we'll have a look at that in just a minute. So 82 points, uh, 464k after game week one. Uh, then... Um, 60 points in game week two, um, put him up to 219k, 85 points in game week three, up to 899, 86 points in game week four, took him up to 421st. A little bit of a poor game week in in, uh, game week uh, five, I think it was. Yeah, game week five. 37 points, dropped down to (laughs) 3.4k. The, uh, yeah, the doldrums of 3.4k. Then 108 points in game week six, took him all the way up to 57th. And in those six game weeks, no chips were used. It was then game week seven where that wildcard came into play, which is not really that far off where a lot of people have been using their wildcards. So as I said, not all of this strategy is like completely bonkers. <laughs> it's not that far off uh, what some of us have been doing, which I think is encouraging in many ways. That's part of why I'm doing this video is have a look at some of the things that he's done. And they're not that dissimilar from some of the things we've been talking about. So yeah, uh, up to 57th, then 77 points um, after that 108 points up to 57. Um, so he wildcarded after he got 108 points, which uh, I actually like that. Wildcarding from a position of strength is, is really cool, uh, especially when you're 57th in the world, up to 18th. And then with that free hit in game week eight, uh, took him from 18th to first. And the thing is, you might turn around and say, oh, well, he's already played two of his chips. You know, that's why he's doing so well. Well, it's not just about that, because if you take a game week eight out of the situation and you just look at game weeks one through seven uh, and just point out the fact that he's only uh, the only chip he's used there is a wild card to be 18th in the world still also very impressive so there's definitely lots of things we can learn about uh, from this team um and so let's have a look at some of those now so the really interesting thing here is actually that um outside of those two chips Sahara's actually only made four transfers all season I thought that was a mistake when I looked at it I double checked it with my team I've not played my wild card yet uh, but of course your wild card transfers are not included in your team transfer account for the season uh, I've made eight and uh, Sahar's only made four. So um, potential um, strength in being somewhat uh, patient with your team uh, in many respects. So uh, one transfer made in game week two, uh, swapping Mings out and getting cash in. Game week three, he sold Alexander-Arnold and brought in Adogi. Game week four, he sold Diaby and brought in Son uh, to good effect, which we'll see in a minute. Game week five, Lamptey left the team and in came Dan Byrne. No transfers made for game week six. Um, then he played his wild card despite the fact that he had two free transfers for that game week. Uh, so yeah, an incredible uh, bit of strategy going on here, to be honest. Um, really, really interesting. And of course, yeah, those numbers that you'll see up above um, relating to... Um, those two chips aren't included in that. 
So let's let's break it down and have a look at some of the, the players that he's owned and try and work out why he has done so well. And what we're going to discover is that a lot of this has come down to captaincy strategy. Um, and in, in a world where Haaland has really dominated the captaincy, what we've seen from Sahar in the first eight game weeks of the season is that you can make real gains if you go against Haaland, but you've got to do it in the right week. You've got to do it when it looks like that's going to be uh, rewarding. We have done a video, actually, on whether or not you should go with or without Haaland uh, on the YouTube channel or if you're accessing this as a podcast. Um, you can find that there as well um, talked about that in, in greater length and yeah it so doesn't have him at the moment whether or not that's going to bode well in the coming weeks it's hard to say but we certainly still have to applaud the effort uh, that he's made over the first eight game weeks and to be honest you know even getting into um, you know the top 5k with, with Harland in the team uh, in the first half of the season there's clearly things outside of Harland that he's done that worked well uh, and yeah captaincy is one of them although in game week one as I promised you his team not dissimilar from what you would describe as a template team at the start of the season. So Anana in goal, James Alexander-Arnold and Estupinam were his back three. His substitute uh, defenders were Mings and Lamptey. Uh, then we had Matoma, Saka, Foden, Bruno Fernandes and Diaby as the midfield. Haaland up front, he was captain to game week one. Visser instead of Mbermo uh, and then Awanyihi on the bench. Um, which uh, didn't last long because I wonder he uh, started to uh, do some really interesting things for Sahar in the coming game week. So let's move to game week two. What happened in game week two? Well, this is where we start to see uh, him go differently from Haaland. And it didn't always work because in game week two, Haaland admittedly did blank. However, uh, Alexander-Arnold also blanked and he was his captain that week. But the team made up for it in other areas. Stupinan hauled uh, his immediate replacement for Tyron Mings and Matty Cash uh, got six points. Matoma got 12. Um, and we saw Amanihi coming into the starting 11 to get seven. He has had, and Foden got nine points as well. He did have some benching issues because, of course, you can see Vissers there on the bench with 11 points in game week two. Um, um, but yeah, making decent progress in those first two game weeks. Game week three uh, saw even more success. Alexander-Arnold out for Adogi, so 12 points off Adogi, 17 for Cash. Anana still delivering some points. Um, Diaby getting 12 points. Uh, Foden getting four. Um, Awanihi delivering again, but this time on the bench. But crucially, what happened here is that Zahair was really uh, hell-bent on trying um, for some Haaland alternatives, and it really paid off here. This, I think, was the Sheffield United game for Man City where he only got four points because he missed the penalty but then scored. Bruno Fernandes got 12 points in that home win over Nottingham Forest, and he captained him 24 points. So a lot of that um, ground was made up there. Now, that was obviously a counter-cultural decision at the time, but is it completely ludicrous? Not really. You're captaining a top-six player who's got a good history at Old Trafford against a team that last season were poor away from home, and he clearly very objectively saw that as an opportunity um, to go against Haaland, and, and it worked. Uh, game week four, he went back to Haaland, uh, but he came close to not going with Haaland in the sense that uh, he vice-captained Son, who also... But it would what I mean is it was much of a muchness because both Haaland and Son got 20 points. Most of his points came from those guys uh, because you see Cash on negative points, Saka on four. The rest of the team didn't perform too well, but having Son and Haaland and captaining him um, helped. And we should just clarify, whilst I'm praising him for not captaining Haaland some of the time, I'm going to praise him for, for also captaining Haaland some of the time, um, rather than being staunchly against Haaland, uh, almost out of principle, which we've seen with some people, very much took the approach 
clearly that sometimes he'll captain him, sometimes he won't when he sees there's an opportunity. And so far, that's worked out. In game week five, that was the difficult game week. Um, Harlan didn't do very well. One, he came back in uh, to the starting 11, but only got five points. He captained Son uh, for that blank in game week five. Um, Dan Byrne came in in this week and got six points. Bit of a damp squib, dropped down to 3.4k. But game week six, wow, what a game week. Um, the, uh, the strategy here paid off again by going against Harland uh, and it worked. Um, he got uh, a Son captaincy, uh, came off, still got Bruno, double figures there, double figures for Saka, double figures for Foden, double figures for Matoma. As I said, that midfield is not really all that far off what you would describe as template. And so it's really interesting to see that if you um, have... There's a number of players on the template if you have the right ones. Um, and also that you're, um, you're patient with them as well. It can pay off because, as we already established, uh, only four transfers made in the first six game weeks. Uh, basically, uh, I think basically none of them really uh, changed his midfield too much. He's had a lot of faith with the players he started the season with. And just holding on to some of those players has... Um, Pay dividends. For example, Foden. I sold him uh, in game week uh, six to get to. Um, it wasn't Son. Can't remember. Who I moved him to now, um, but I sold him. I thought I'm done with him, and that was the week he, he got a double figure haul. So, yeah, real show of patience here has been rewarded. We often say in FPL sometimes we wish we were more patient, and it can pay off. 108 points, and so. This was even before any chips came into play. We had Dan Byrne on 12 points. Anana's still delivering on seven. You know, he showed enormous patience with Anana uh, and, and it did pay off. So, yeah, that's what it looked like going into game week seven. That's when the wild card came along. Uh, and, uh, yeah, some, some relatively uh, interesting picks here. The biggest, of course, is No Harland. Uh, ben White, 14 points. Ariola's come in. Now he's got Ariola and Turner as a goalkeeper combination. So, again, it's not crazy stuff. That's very close to what most wildcarders who are engaged managers will be looking at. Uh, the decision really was to go with Salah here for this period, um, which didn't what, didn't provide instant rewards, but uh, did in just a second. Uh, Sterling's come in. Erdegaard's come in for Saka, which was, was uh, you know, to great effect, 17 points in this particular game week. And of course, he also wildcarded in Watkins, front line of Watkins and Jesus. Uh, got five points uh, for Jesus, 23 points for Watkins. That uh, almost instant success, to be honest. And uh, Amunyihi, still there. I mean, I'm still looking at around game week 9-10, maybe when their fixtures get nicer, I might go for him. So nice to see uh, some faith in he on the bench, of course. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to be bringing him in around that time. I need confirmation on that injury first. So, um, yeah, he is currently out at the moment, but uh, the winner, not the winner, sorry, the current... Uh, number one, still keeping the faith for now. The free hit is the one I find the most interesting. We'll just go back to the transfers page because that's where we can see the transfers he made on that uh, on that free hit. Estupinan, Jesus, Erdogan, Foden were replaced with Diaz, Madison, Alvarez, and Robertson. That was it. This is this is probably the wackiest thing about this team. <laughs> I would love to. I mean, if you if you watch our videos here, then please get in the comments and explain this free hit because I mean it worked. I, I'm not, not sitting here criticizing it. I've just never seen anything like it to play a free hit at this stage in the season and only make a few changes. Is I find really fascinating. So, yeah, six points for Turner, six points for Adogi. Um, nine points for White. Salah finally delivering 15. Uh, Sterling also delivering on 16. Uh, Diaz and Fernandes, uh, less so. Watkins uh, not delivering either. But Madison getting something and he was the captain here. So he's he's very much followed the, the, the crowd in many ways. And I don't mean that as a criticism. Like a lot of people did, they looked in that Spurs fixture and quite liked it. And in, an, in another world where there's no red card, 
Madison may well have done uh, better than he did. So yeah, really interesting to to see there uh, the decisions that uh, have been made by this current leading manager. And uh, yeah, certainly going to keep an eye on how his team gets on. I think without Haaland, it might be a bit of a challenge. But certainly the lessons we can learn from that team uh, over the first eight games, which show that patience can be rewarded sometimes. Um, also worth saying that you're you're never too far away f- from being uh, sat there with a team that can propel up the rankings. Because I look at a lot of those lineups and I, they don't seem completely bonkers to me. They seem not dissimilar from the sort of teams I see posted on Fantasy Football Scout in the comment section every day or on, on social media channels uh, or sort of some of the templates that I've seen uh, around and yeah, going into other places with those captaincies, uh, wh- as and when you feel the opportunity is is there, um, can be very successful if you get it right. Um, whether or not that's going to be true for the next eight game weeks is hard to tell because uh, Man City, we sort of expect them to kind of come back with a bang. Uh, but if we do um, get inklings that maybe certain other uh, assets might be more rewarding than Haaland then Sahar's season so far shows that if you are brave sometimes it can pay off so it's worth keeping that in mind hopefully you've enjoyed this video as I said it's a little bit different to the sort of thing that we usually do um, so yeah let us know like uh, like the video if you enjoyed it hit the subscribe button and hit the bell notification if you don't want to miss anything else the international break is a good time to hit that notification bell because then it means you won't miss anything so yeah with that I shall leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of that international break and I shall see you next time Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.